That's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. How is this a personnel issue? Ish? I think I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I I think, and it again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his part. You can't, you can't, it, you cannot whiff with this much talent. And I love Texas Tech. This is home. And I get to stay home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing? How are you feeling on this Tuesday afternoon? I'm good. One more day before I head out to San Antonio to, to go girls girls state, uh, and figured we'd uh, just hit you with some hit you with some bracketology today because yeah. conference tournaments are starting, and so it's finally it's almost March. Uh, finally, starting to get to that time where we should start figuring out what teams got to do to get in. Yeah, February 28th. We're recording this. It's almost March, the best month of the year. It's my birthday month. The b- basketball tournament. I mean, just what a great. Firstly, month it's March. your birthday month. Secondly, it's the basketball. It's, yeah, that's that's the first thing, obviously. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get some bracketology. We have some women's basketball points. We're gonna talk about. I mean, Reagan Peebley stepping down at TCU. Baylor, Texas played um uh, yesterday or was that Sunday? Uh, on the women's on side. Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. So. Few things to talk about. First, we have to um, get into the Sun Belt tournament because the Sun Belt decided that they were going to play their tournament a full week, basically, yeah. before anybody else, mm-hmm. and or not anybody else, but any of the other you know serious turn um, conferences that mm-hmm. is. And so they're the only team that has a Texas team in it that is playing basketball this week as far as tournament goes the rest of the team is still finishing out their conference season all that good stuff so we'll we'll real we'll real technically right now i I think i think south alabama and georgia state are actually playing right now as a recording so it is like literally wait till like the weekend they're just no immediately like it is yeah it's halftime right now georgia state's up 20 29 21 so yeah planted themselves in the middle not, of all and by of the, this. And by the way, this doesn't like the best part about this is like this doesn't mean that oh they get done earlier. No, they still go to Sunday. Like yeah. <laughs> they still go. The tournament goes to Sunday. It's not like oh the tournament's wrapped up and we're good and we get to you know we end on a on a Friday or a Saturday. No, they end on selection yeah. Sunday. So it's like all right, whatever. <laughs> they end. I don't. But anyways, so trust me, well, I covered this tournament for three years. It, it was it was weird. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's a long tournament. Okay. <laughs> uh, long tournament. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is, we haven't talked about Texas State men right. in a long time. Uh, it's been kind of a rebuild type year for them. Um, you would know better than I uh, yeah. about this team. I mean, Mason Harrow was the only one really uh, – to note that came back. I mean, Caleb Asbury, I watched him last night at Oklahoma State. You know, he's a key contributor for that team. Mm-hmm. So a lot of players, a lot of turnover. Um, they end the year 11th in the conference. They will be playing 
today at 7.30 against Georgia State. So we'll see uh, if they can get it done. Um, would I mean, then they have Old Dominion. Old Dominion's pretty good. I mean, the yeah. Sun Belt as a conference on the men's side, I've been pretty impressed with. Uh, uh, top to bottom. I think Southern Miss obviously had a really good year. Marshall, gr- really good year. Louisiana, really good year. So those three, and then you know, James Madison, Troy, Old Dominion as your uh, fourth through six. So um, anything, any fi- I guess any final thoughts on this Texas State season um, before we, we move on and you know, maybe they win a game or maybe two games? Yeah, I mean, it, this was a weird season when it came to like, I don't want to say adjusting expectations, but when you come out, you know, and then Terrence Johnson's first two years and they win the Sun Belt regular season back to back, you kind of set your, and then Mason Harrell comes back. And so you kind of set yourselves up for that kind of uh, run again, or at least something like that run. And I think it just shows like one, that they did lose, they did end up losing way too much to to be able to kind of make up to be able to be that that caliber again. Um, but also, I think the thing that's a little bit if I'm if I'm a Texas State fan, I don't want to say I'm concerned about because I still think Terrence Johnson's great coach and he's going to be fine. But I'm really curious to see what this team looks like next year because this was a lot of players maybe not living up to what you kind of figured. Um, I think Mason Harrell's fine. I think, or obviously, really good. He's uh, leading them, and I think he's leading them in scoring. Still leading them in assists, even though he's down a little bit when it comes to assists. But I think that goes to show you the supporting cast isn't there. I think he's he's kicked up his scoring. I want to say he's it's his career high with 16 points a game. Yeah. Um, but this is a guy who was like the floor general last year, the past couple of years, and he's only up to, about to two assists right now. So he's scoring a lot more. He's not, nobody else is in double figures, right? Nigel Caesar, somebody who I think expected, we expected to kind of take a big leap. He's at 9.6 rebounds. The one that I think is probably the biggest disappointment, in my opinion, is Drew Drennan. Um, He was supposed to be probably that key off guard. And last year he played pretty well coming in. And this year he just has not played well at all. He averaged four points off the bench last year. He's only up to six uh, six or seven points and he's a more or less a starter, not a, a you know, six-man type. Um, defensively, they've kind of lacked this year a lot. And then the past couple of years haven't been as good defensively as they historically were under Danny Casper, but they had that offense to be able to counterbalance that. They took a lot of threes, they made a lot of threes, and that just has not happened this year. They're their pace is down. Of course, of course, they've been one of the slowest teams, but they generated good shots. They generate generated outside shots, and those just aren't aren't happening this year. So, I would be. I'm very curious to see how this team looks next year when you find somebody to replace Mason Harrell. Obviously, you theoretically bring in some guys to on the inside, maybe to help out Nigel Caesar. Because I don't think I don't think Nate Martin's necessarily that guy to to, to kind yeah. of. Um, to be there uh, on the inside, be that presence. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see kind of a, a big makeover for this roster next year. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think they make it out of, you know, maybe the second game if they win this first one. Yeah, Georgia State tonight. I don't know how bad Georgia State is. So, we'll get, I mean, get yeah, warm. Georgia State's not great either. Um, uh, of course, you lose your, they, they lose um, uh, Lanier to, to SMU. Lanier. And yeah. so, yeah, they're not great either. So, they, I would presume, let me see, I think Texas State beat them this year. Um, Let's George State's the 14 seed. I don't think they did not. Oh, they didn't, they didn't play him this year. So there you go. Um, <laughs> regardless, Georgia State's the last place team in the in the Sun Belt, so they probably win that game. But yeah, I don't see them getting very far after that. 
All right. Well, there's your uh, men's sunbelt preview. Um, I will say it's crazy to see Marshall over here and Southern Miss after, you know, them being in Conference USA for so, for I so long. I, I don't think they yeah. saw them, but what, a decade pretty much? I know, and Marshall. Then, Marshall and both those teams just came in and just, like, started slapping teams around. Yeah. <laughs> just walked in and started winning. And Marshall still has Tavion Kinsey, who is an amazing player, was an amazing player. I mean, we thought he was going to be drafted in, like, 2020, and then he came back and he's still here. So, mm-hmm. uh, good Well, that's the thing. Like, that's kind of a – an interesting because you know we talked about Mason Harrell coming back last year this past year NIL makes it like enticing for these guys where it's like you know if you're Mason Harrell you're not going to the NBA you, you know your your career is probably going to go overseas after this and but it's yeah. like well okay if you can find some money here yeah sure why not you know so you know Marshall of course you know why not right unless you're going to get drafted yeah even if you are like second round is that going to you know if you can that's not always a guaranteed paycheck. And so, you know, if you get an NIL deal saying, yeah, here, if you come back, we'll, you know, we'll make some money here. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, and then on the women's side, we have to give a standing ovation round of applause yes. to Zinnere Antoine and Texas state women's basketball for being co-champs of the regular season in the Sun Belt. Um, mm-hmm. They are the two seed going to the tournament. Um, Addison is the one seed. Um, I think all four of these top four, we've talked about it before how the Sun Belt is kind of evenly, it doesn't feel like there's a huge drop off, at, at least in the top like four or five. Um, and sure. I think that's kind of reflective. James one, Texas State two, Southern Miss three, and Troy four. Obviously, Troy is usually a powerhouse here. So that's your top four. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy for Texas State, but they put themselves in a pretty good position here. Uh, to make a run at it they play the winner of louisiana and app state um i have not i do not know anything about either one of those but then they get potentially southern miss there and um i'll go take a look at their schedule but yeah what do yeah, you yeah. Pick, what what do you want to say about a uh, coach z friend of the pod and uh, yeah. this team? no that was all that that's awesome like because we we had questions about whether this team could could really be this good um we knew that they brought everybody back, but we saw last year they did kind of disappoint, um, despite having more or less this core, the same core last year. Same core. Um, and so, you know, we were like, okay, well, how much can they improve? Right? Was last year kind of what where they are, or are they were they did they disappoint last year? Right? Um, and yeah, you come in and all of a sudden you you kind of hit the ground, um, you hit conference running. I'll say they just kind of start a little bit up and down, and then all of a sudden conference play starts and they just go um and i want to say they finish what was it 13, 13 and five yeah yeah 13 and five in conference their first conference even the share of the conference title their first one in 15 years um coach z you know after just uh, go, first of all go read justin carter's preview on uh the sunbelt um yeah. on texasbasketball.com because he brings up the last time tech state had a shot to win the conference was about five four or five years ago um tasha levitt and taylor deer were kind of the hinge points of that team and it looked like after those two guys left it looked like texas state was kind of trying to figure out where the direction the team was going they you know they bring in kennedy taylor who starts as a freshman and it was like okay it's here's someone but they kind of were trying to figure out pieces around her of course denasia hood ends up coming in and so like this has been a team that's been in the works and you see it from you know their the fact that they're all six year seniors um yeah. has been in the works for five four or five years like this isn't just a a flash in the pan this is something that like coach z's been kind of building towards so 
I know this has been, it's been really cool to see them kind of really flourish. Um, you know, I've mentioned Tiana Eaton being a huge player this year uh, after battling injury last year. Um, so I, you know, they, they lost by four to James Madison in the, in the regular season. Um, so they've shown they could, they could be right there with them. Um, I'm going to try to bring up the bracket here real I, quick. I've got it um, Go to where they split with UL uh, mm-hmm. Louisiana. Um, yes. They split with them both the road team winning both of those games, which is interesting. Um, they beat app state in the one game that they played app state in. So we'll see UL, you assume to be a tougher matchup as the seventh seed. They get through them. They would presumably, let's just say they play Southern Miss. Southern Miss, they beat both regular season games, the first being in uh, overtime, 62-52 to 52 in San Marcos, and the second being on the road, winning 69-52. So maybe they have Southern Miss's number. Um, let's look at Georgia Southern real quick. Did they play Georgia Southern? They did not. Oh, yes, they did. They won 82-70. So, hey, they they they're looking pretty good here. I would assume Troy and James Madison probably to be um avoiding them I think yeah. was important. They've lost they lost both games to Troy and then uh lost the, to James Madison by four late in the year like you said. So avoiding yeah. them I think this is a great draw. Yeah, no, that two seed was perfect for them cuz yeah, now they get to just hope you know hope Troy and and James Madison kind of beat each other up and then they just got to win a one off um this is definitely their best shot to that i guess that that Taylor Deer Tasha Levitt team was very fun to watch i suggest anybody who can find highlights of that team was i mean Taylor Deer won player of the year i think that year um and Tasha Levitt was basically like Steph Curry in a Texas State jersey she was awesome um but it was kind of those two and like a lot hinged on those two this team is a lot more well-rounded, right? Last year we kind of were we were kind of worried that it was a lot of Denasia Hood, it was a lot of ta- uh, Kennedy Taylor setting teams up, setting people up. Now it's kind of everybody doing a little bit of everything. Jaquela Bowie is playing a huge role. Lauren mm-hmm. Thompson, Taylor Pruitt, right? And so, um, I, yeah, I would say this team's going to be this team, in my opinion, is their best shot in a long time to make the tournament. So, um, yeah, and and. Uh, by the way, Tamia Jefferson hasn't even been healthy this season, and like they've done this, right? Tamia Jefferson was a former big contributor to Houston Christian last year, and she they brought her in, and obviously expected her to probably play that off ball guard role, and she hasn't been healthy, and they've still been able to to manage this. So um, yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to this. I'll be watching probably this whole run from them. Um, you know, hopefully it's a long run because um, I do think this is set up perfectly. They'll play. They'll play Friday at seven thirty p.m. They'll play if they win that. They play Sunday at two at two p.m. And then if they win that, the championship game is on ESPNU at one p.m. on a Monday. So yeah. By the way, I'll continue my rant against the Sun Belt for moving all their tournaments to Pensacola when they used to play them in New Orleans. Oh man. So uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'll, I'll just say this. I'm glad I left the beat. When they moved that, because like that was always a guaranteed money trip for me. Was like, oh, I get to go to New Orleans to cover basketball. What? And it was played at New Orleans um, um, Lakefront Listen. Arena. Yeah. And so it's like really like New Orleans University is really it's actually a really nice arena um, with like the skyline of New Orleans on the on the court and everything. So I always loved making that trip. Um, so yeah, then they moved to I, I get off the beat. Then like within a year, they moved to Pensacola. So I was like, oh my god, thank please, thank God. <laughs> um. All right, next, give a shout-out to AM Corpus Christi women's. Um, yeah. 
I believe they have also won a share of the conference title. And their tournament, the Southland tournament, it's weird. They have like a break, a pretty long break, and the, the tournament doesn't start until next week. So let me make sure. Yeah, March 6th. So we have a we have a few few days away. Um and of Corpus Christi still plays, has to play a commerce coming up, but um they beat Commerce by 25 last time they played. I just this Corpus Christi team has won four in a row. I mean, they've bl- they've blown out Commerce and Northwestern State back to back games. Um, I had the standings up. Let me get the Southland standings up. Um, it's crazy how many conferences in this country have the word South in them. Just throwing right. that out there. <laughs> but a thirteen and four, and then South uh, Southeast Louisiana is also thirteen and four. So they will have to beat Commerce, and um, Southeastern will have to beat. Um, Houston Christian. So I think that was a little premature. I think the men's got it. I don't remember what exactly it was, but anyways, yeah, uh, they have a chance chance to um, also win the conference. So shout out to yeah. Them. Yep, I think uh, I will say I think Steve Lutz probably won't get coach of the year this year because Corey Gibson from Northwestern State. Um, they were like nine and twenty last year, so like I think he might sneak it away. Um, rightfully so, you know they finished second just to Corpus. Um, but regardless, I think he'll. I think uh, we'll see a lot of these guys on the um, first on the the conference team. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Thirteen yeah. four. Yeah. So the men's side has at least guaranteed a share at the very least of the yep. title. Um, the women's side will have to win to guarantee a share. Uh, but the men's team beat Northwestern State at home, eighty-three to seventy-five, uh, which was obviously the game between two um, twelve and four teams at the top of the conference to kind of work that out, and they got the win. So, shout out Corpus Christi men and women's. Um, I think is if Mashila Murdix is the leader for Player of the Year because I mentioned Gibson probably winning. Murdix won and won another Player of the Week. I know that. Which I think uh, looks uh, looks like Demarcus Sharp from. Uh, Northwestern State's leading the conference and score. He's almost averaging 19 points a game. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you have Mashila and Murdix on the same team, they probably take yeah. some production away from each other. So, um, oh yeah, he's averaging 21 in conference. Yeah, he might win it. Um, Travian Tennyson's averaging 19. So there's something. Um, but yeah, it looks like I, I have a feeling that this will be like a Northwestern State wins coach of the year, player of the year, and then like. Commerce has or, uh, Corpus has like three players on the first team. <laughs> yeah, first team. Yeah, type thing. All right, let's do bracketology. Let's jump to let's it. Do it. Um, I'm pulling this up for the first time, fresh, because this is, was updated. I think this morning. Mm-hmm, so we get to we get to see it, get to see it, get to feel it. Um, on the bubble, let's 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 look at the bubble real quick. Yeah. Texas Tech uh, is on the next four out still. Um, hasn't really moved. Texas I was about Tech to say, that was probably plays. that was probably due after the TCU loss. Um, yeah. They probably yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're still hanging out. Oh, man, they could have won that game too. They really could have. Really, really, really tough game there. So that's again, that's one I think they should have during the broadcast. They were on the first four out. Then yep. they lost that game next four. Out. I said they were gonna have to go seven and eleven. With that loss, they have Kansas tonight on the road. If they lose <sighs> Kansas and then win the last game, they're not going seven. They're going six and uh, six and twelve. And doesn't can't Kansas technically clinch the Big Twelve? If I'm not mistaken, with Texas probably. losing, 
probably at this point. Yeah, um, maybe. But that's what I'm saying. Kansas is like a 10-point favorite right now. Right. Um, right. If, Tex- if Texas Tech wins that game, they're in the tournament probably. Uh, but a loss, which is more likely going to happen, um, is going to put them, I think, even farther out of the picture. Um, yeah. It will. They now need a deep conference tournament run. They are the team in most need of a tournament run. Not saying they're, they need to win it, but they need no. to win at least two games, which would be probably beating – I don't have the tournament in front of me. Let's just say they beat a team like Oklahoma State. Right. And then let's say they need to beat a team like a Kansas State. Yeah. Like you're going to need those two wins and then play close game against whoever they play in that third round. I was about to say there, there, there definitely needs to be a one, um, at least an upset, one upset in there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Let me see if I can bring up their the bracket to kind of project what they maybe will look like. But um, yeah, it's it, oh go ahead. Yeah, while I bring. No, I was going to say oh, the only teams I could think are below them: Oklahoma and West Virginia. Is that correct? Do you have the standings up? Yeah. Uh, let me see standings right here. Uh, Oklahoma's below them. West Virginia took a half game up. Oh, damn. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, that, Like I said, that TCU loss really, really, really hurt them. Um, so we'll have to see there. Uh, let me see. Here we All go. right. Texas is a two in latest Brectology. Baylor is a two. TCU is a five. A&M is an eight. Uh, Anum Corpus Christi is the 16th seed, uh, and they're not in the play-in of the 16th, so good for them. We've talked about we've talked before about how this Corpus Christi team is higher rated and just better perceptually and on the court than last year's. Last year's team, I think, was in the 250s or 60s in Ken Palm. This year, mm-hmm. they're in the low 200s, I believe. So this, if Anum Corpus Christi makes it, I think they will avoid the play-in, which. I've said it before, I don't think the play-in as a 16 is a bad thing because you can potentially get a win, uh, hang the banner. But <laughs> still, you don't have to play in that game, so you are in the in the actual tournament. So good for okay, them. Okay, so te- looking, at the, looking at the bracket right now, so Tech is probably is basically locked in to the 7 through 10. Um, it just kind of depends on yeah. results in within that. So regardless, they either play a mix of, I mean, I guess Oklahoma State and Iowa State could technically flip. Uh, they're six and seven right now. Um, but it looks like if I had to pay, place money on it, I would bet Tech playing Oklahoma or West Virginia um, in the first round. And so, and then at that point, has to be a win. They would get, let me see. They'd, oh God, then they'd probably get the number one seed right off the. Okay. If, if they get the eight, if they get the eight or nine, let's put it this way if Tech gets the eight or nine, then they have to play, uh, obviously, the other eight or nine, and then they get the one seed, more or less. Yeah. That's how the bracket shakes out. Um, if they get the seven, ten, seven through ten seed, then they get the number two. So honestly, as long as they avoid Kansas, I think they have a chance. I think I no, think I, they, I agree. I agree. I think I they can beat Texas or Baylor. Like I think that is a right. viable thing. I don't think they can beat Kansas. I just think right. Kansas is too good. Has no, too much I, I agree. Power. Um, let me see. Texas has so Texas has TCU and Kansas coming up, like you said, and then Baylor has Iowa State. So, I mean, honestly, so so with Baylor beating Texas, Baylor has a shot at the number two, and Texas. I think if Texas splits, they hold the. I don't know if they have the uh, not head to head, but I think they yeah, still hold know. a tiebreaker. 
um, well, of we'll, some kind. We'll look at it. We'll we'll preview the conference next year. But yeah, you're right. I in Texas Tech gonna they're gonna have a tough road here. They're gonna have to get right. through a lower a lower seed, and then they're gonna have to beat one of Texas, Baylor, Kansas, and yeah, second round, and that's gonna be their plan to the tournament. Mm-hmm. If not, yeah, go play in the NIT and go win it. I was about to say, yeah, you're just gonna get an invite to that. Go win the NIT. But any all right, anything else? I ran through the other ones here uh, as far as yeah. bracketology goes. Well, what I say, Baylor and Texas, both two seeds. TCU is a five seed, so they've bumped up a little a bit after the Texas Tech win. Uh, we were talking about them. We were concerned about TCU for a bit, but they're bumped up to a to a five. Um, a And M, well, they were a eight seed. Was I right about that? Yes, eight seed. Um, they still have Houston as the one, and then A and M playing Illinois as the eight nine. The winner would play yeah. Houston. So. Again, Houston versus AM, I would sign up for that any day of the week. I would love that matchup. Uh, so please give that to us. And then, so, uh, uh, I think, so the, this one's interesting. So I'm looking at just for some different difference. Uh, CBS has the only difference is they still have Texas as a two. Um, they still have Baylor as a, let's see, they have Baylor as a three. The only difference is they have TCU as a six, um, which they would get a play in in that scenario. Um, uh, an 11 plan yeah and then the matchup that i'm actually really curious about that they so they have anim as a seven and they have them drawing fau i think that's would be a nightmare for anim that's really interesting that'd be a nightmare for anim because fau is pr- better than more than half of the sec <laughs> i was about to say that'd be a nightmare draw if anim gets a seven and their like, 10 is Honestly, if their 10 is FAU or North Texas, because of the way North Texas plays, that's like a nightmare draw. Like if you get the winner of Conference USA out of one of those two teams, you're like, are you kidding me? Like I would, I think personally, and I I don't think metrics agree with this, maybe that's not far off, but like, I think FAU is better than Auburn. I think FAU is better than, I mean, Vanderbilt's playing well, but I mean, I'm still taking right. them over Florida, Vanderbilt, like mm-hmm. Missouri would be probably better they're probably better than missouri like i don't know where fau finishes in the sec but it's not very low like i'm yeah. they're probably in my opinion well look okay, so ken palm, has, yes, FA, ken palm has fau 31 and auburn's 29 so like yeah. you're not far off that's what i'm saying like you could arkansas if arkansas plays you know as well as it can is better than right. fau but arkansas has right. been very consistent uh you could probably say the same about mississippi state but so it's like and we've talked about AM's schedule before. It's not like AM has gone through murderer's row this year. SEC has been very down. They yep. um they played Tennessee once, and I think they haven't yeah, they haven't even played Alabama yet, the last game of the season, AM. Uh they just lost to Mississippi State on the road. Like they lost Arkansas on the road, they lost Kentucky on the road. This schedule, their schedule has not been very difficult in conference. All right. We've we've admitted that. I'm not taking sure. anything away from them because they beat Tennessee, they've beaten Arkansas at all these home wins. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you go to a tournament situation where you have to play FAU as like a seven ten or an eight nine, or even and... even in ESPN they have them as a have them going against Illinois. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. It's right, just like that. they're gonna they're like that's uh, it's gonna be a tough draw for them because they're again their non conference did them no favors, and so like they did great in the SEC and full credit to them, but their non-conference did them no favors to where it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're second in the SEC. You're going to be an eight. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Let's see. Arkansas is an eight. I'm trying to see how many tournament teams they've, they've, 
played and beaten this year. I mean, Arkansas, Auburn will make it. Like, Arkansas and Auburn are both, like, on the nine line, mm-hmm. eight, nine line. Um, I think Missouri, I don't know if I control F Missouri. Does Missouri's in there? I don't – yeah, they are. That's an yeah, eight. To the, it's just, like, the whole SEC is an eight seed, basically. I was about to say. <laughs> they just put the whole SEC as an eight. And so it's like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what A&M can do um, right. at that level. I don't know. It's just a, it's an interesting situation because whoever they draw against, you're not going to feel great. Right. But at the same time, you're like, hey, you know, maybe they, they play tough. They got good guards. You know, it's a, it's a well-coached team. Yep. So they're just – I will not feel confident either way regardless of who A&M is matched up against. Like I just – I won't. So I think, I think there's a chance A&M loses tonight against Ole Miss at, on the road. Like I wouldn't be surprised if AM dropped its last three games. Mississippi State already lost. Ole Miss on the road. Alabama at home. I'm just saying, like, it feels like the Cinderella run was that 13 and two start in conference play, mm-hmm. and now we might see them start to slow down a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we come back on this and they're a Sweet 16 team uh, with yeah, no see. problems. But it's a, it, I'm I'm a little worried about them coming back down to earth. Um, Baylor and Texas as two seeds. I think that's fair. I don't think Baylor should be any lower than a two seed right now. Right. I think Baylor's no, 100%. a very, um, good team, even though Keontae George was out last night, so they were having to to battle that, and they still took care of business on the road against mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. I thought they were very, very good in that game. Um, obviously beat Texas at home, have Iowa State up at home next. If they beat Iowa State at home and in 12-6 and six and 23-8, and eight, uh, there's no way they're lower than a two seed. Um, yeah. To me, same goes with Texas. If they can split TCU and Kansas in that 12 and 6 in the Big 12, no lower than a two seed there. Um, who else? TCU as a five. We talked about them quite a bit. We were worried about them. They had lost like what six to seven or somewhere around along mm-hmm. that line. Uh beat tech. They have Texas up next. Um and Oklahoma. I don't know. I think. Mike Miles is just a revelation. He's so good. Oh, he just changes so much. It is a different team with him. So I think they should be a five, depending on the conference tournament, probably. But I think they probably should be a five. Who does Bracketology have them up against right now? Okay. So they have them. CBS has them against with the play versus the play in 6 11. And then ESPN has them against Bradley as a 5 12. TCU Xavier in the second round would be really interesting. Like if we look at a potential four seeds, they could play sure. UConn. Xavier. UConn, I was about to say, yeah. Did they just put the whole Big East as four seeds now? Is that <laughs> right. uh, Virginia four seed? They could beat all these four seeds. One hundred percent. Look, I'm telling you right now. So I'm looking at CBS's bracket. Ooh, TCU could come out of this bracket. Like like this, this side of the CBS? CBS. So okay, the one seed would be the one seed's Alabama. Tough, obviously. Tough. But they've done. They've. I feel like they can beat Alabama. Alabama um, has, has dipped a bit. Yes. Yeah. In their play. Um. They're the two would be where's the two? Two's Kansas State. Three's UConn. Four Indiana. Five St. Mary's. I think TCU can come out of that. That's a pretty easy region. If Kansas yeah. State, Kansas State's a two. In 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 the CBS bracket. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Yeah. In the ESPN bracket, I still – I mean, let me see. I still think – Kansas yeah, State is a two as well. Yeah. The, no the offense ESPN to Kansas bracket, State, get, but sorry, whoever gets – whatever whoever gets Kansas State as a two-seed in their region, I think you have to feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah, I, maybe that's wrong. That. Maybe that's unfair to them because they're great. They're really, really good. 
like I don't know TCU, Kansas State, and Baylor are all going to be two seeds somehow. So the whole Big Twelve is going to be a two seed. The whole Big East is going to be a four seed, and the whole SEC is going to be an eight seed. Eight seed. <laughs> um, and then and, uh, the that's the only that's the only difference. Alabama is going to be the one seed. Yeah, now Alabama is going to be the one, the one SEC team. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm looking at like the SEC region right now. Um, or I'm sorry, not SEC region. This one region on ESPN right now, it doesn't have a Texas team in it, but like Kansas State two, Tennessee three, UConn four, Miami five, and Purdue as your one. Yeah. That is the wonkiest region <laughs> I can think of because I don't trust any of those five teams. Creighton right. is the six. I don't trust them either. I've watched a lot of Creighton this year. I like that's one of those things. Michigan State and FAU are the seven ten. I might pick one of them to come out of the the region. Like if that was the region, so it's a it's a lot of matchups as we know. Um, I think if Texas, like for instance, Texas in this uh, Joel Lenardi one has Duke as the seven seed and has Marquette as the three seed in it. Like Ooh, that's a oh my goodness, Shaka versus ooh, Shaka versus Texas again. Ooh. Like I'm just saying, it's a lot of it's going to be matchup based here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I don't know who no, I trust. I need, exactly. I need, I need, I need NCAA to fix that. I need that. I need that matchup fixed. I need that second weekend we Texas market. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Especially I need if they play that. the three sixteen, you have a full a four day build up to it too. So you know what mm-hmm. I mean. I need, I need, I need that to be fixed. I need the, I need the, the, the call. I need the call to be made. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um. Let's think. Uh, obviously, a team like North Texas is going to have to win the tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go through it, A&M Corpus Christi is going to have to win their tournament. I mean, all the automatic qualifiers we've talked about all year um, are going to have to win their tournament. That's just how yep. how basketball works. The work. only non-power conference is Houston, and they're in regardless. So, Yes. Um, same thing. Let's see. Let's check in on the WAC real quick. Uh, again, we'll do a full conference tournament uh, mm-hmm. rundown uh on uh friday previewing everything so we'll get all those out um or maybe split it friday tuesday probably friday tuesday split it up but um yeah that'll be interesting to see all right we can wrap up now on some on the women's side we can do quick bracketology since there's only two teams i was about to say there's only two teams that are gonna be involved at least uh uh, obviously, if Texas State or you know somebody else wins the conference, that's fine. But Texas State uh, and Corpus Christi on the women's side are the two that we have to pray, yeah, win their tournament and make it in. So that way, we have more than two teams to talk about. Otherwise, it's looking teams. it's looking shaky. <laughs> yeah, and one of the two is Baylor, who's an eight seed right now, and Texas, who just played a game with seven players, and Sonia Morris is still doubtful in the short yeah. term. I was about to say Baylor as an eight is nasty because they are like looking really good right now <laughs> it's nasty but it's also nasty that they are an eight seed that they have to play a one seed in the second round and that one seed in this specific draw is south carolina <laughs> so, <gasps> so there it goes Ooh. it's a great not, it's a great eight seed you're right i'm not, I'm not it's that uh, it's that tiger meme is not built for this <laughs> no when like they, when they play south like, carolina <laughs> Like if they can play um, Stanford or Utah, at least they'd have a shot. I was about to say, like, there's there's one team that they do not have a shot against, and it's South no, Carolina. No, no and it's not even like, it's not even like, yes, they're not on paper, they're not good enough, but like matchup wise, they are like the is the worst matchup they could possibly get. The worst matchup. There's no one that guards Aaliyah Boston. <laughs> like absolutely or no one. Or Cardoso. 
um yeah nobody in that so anyways but let's just hope so yeah. baylor uh, we have to include this in here because baylor did just beat texas 63 to yes. 54 on sunday very good um, very impressive win in austin very impressive we talked about baylor's um it was in uh it was in austin yes it was yeah, in austin. um We've talked about Baylor not having, you know, Khadija Fay and Dreon Edwards throughout the year. Cool, but they have managed without them to piece mm-hmm. it together and put together a very respectable season. Texas entered the game with seven players, seven scholarship Probably players. Available. Sonia Morris has been, I believe she's missed six straight games now. They thought she was going to be day-to-day. Uh, Schaefer comes in after the game and says, obviously, she's not day-to-day. She's just hurt. We don't know how long <laughs> she's going to be hurt. We don't know how when she's coming back, all this stuff. Mm. So, Let's hope, let's hope that in the next two weeks she can heal up, and you know do some of the Mr. Miyagi stuff on her legs, get her back because that's 12, 13 points per game right there. Aaliyah Moore has been out for a long time, ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, the freshman whose name I cannot pronounce, and I'm sorry, I don't want to butcher it. I'm not gonna try. I she she was out. Um, Kendall Hunter is still not with the team, or at least not playing. Deanna Gaston got injured during the game, came back limping on one leg because they didn't have bodies to put in to replace her. (laughs) Um, And they lost, and Baylor won on the road. So good win for Baylor. Texas is obviously a very capable team still. It's not like they haven't been winning games. Sure. Uh, But there's a very, very limited ceiling on this team without the players that I mentioned, especially Sonia Morris. With all that being said, Texas is, I believe, a four-seed in the latest bracketology. Um, and I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that's pretty good. If you're Texas, I don't think I can complain with a four seed after, after the year that I've had. No, I, I, I wouldn't be able, I couldn't complain. Um, like you said, they're limping to the finish line. And so I think they're just kind of con- worry about getting healthy. And this team is good enough to where literally like barring like, okay, you get thrown in the same, Again, it's the same region of South Carolina. Like you're confident wherever you land, I think, as long as you get healthy. Yeah. Um, and I think they are. I mean, I really think they're that caliber of team, right? If they get it again, barring some run in early run in with South Carolina, I don't care where this team gets dropped. I'm gonna think they have a swinging they have a swinging chance, right? It's one. It's Vic Schaefer in March, yeah. right? We've seen how he can just like make black magic happen, <laughs> and. Uh, and this team is just talented, a lot more talented in recent years, but they have to be healthy and all these players have to be ready to go because that's kind of been the key is that when they've been at their best, they've been deeper, they've been more versatile scoring-wise, defensively they've still been solid. And so, yeah, they need, obviously, Rory Harmon's the key to that, but yeah. even though she's healthy and playing really well right now, she needs help. <laughs> she needs help and she needs uh, people to be able to have her sit down some minutes, right? The backcourt needs to be a little bit healthier. And then the inside, yeah, the inside game needs to be there. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, this has been a very, very, very rough finish to the year. Yeah. A lot of Taylor Jones in that Baylor game and Baylor just kind of spread them out. And I was about to say, Taylor made... Jones has also been somebody who's battled injury this year. And they're yeah. just like, we need you to play the whole game, basically. <laughs> well, heck, Rory Harmon was hurt for the first, you know, few weeks of the year. They, they yeah. lost some games that maybe they wouldn't have lost with, with her. So it's like, all that being said, they get a four seed out of this. I'm ecstatic. Five seed even. I'm, I'm happy. Sure, so sure. Uh, get one of those two because a four seed, you're hosting. We have to remember mm-hmm. on the women's side, if you are a top four seed, you get to host. That is a very, and potentially very they get to host potentially if they get thrown in Austin because one of the regionals will be in Austin. One of the, the, the early rounds will be in Austin. So like if that falls their way, yeah, you get to host a game in the Moody Center. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be um, 
it'll be interesting. If they can just get to the Sweet 16, I think it's a very success, successful year considering everything that's happened. All right, last thing here. Reagan Peebley stepping down at TCU. I'll let you take it yeah. uh, for for a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we it's not surprising. Um, obviously, she'll finish out the year. Um, Steven Johnson at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram broke news that she announced she would be stepping down at TCU. Um, it isn't surprising when you've seen the past couple of years. It's just been a... a a struggle. Um, the unfair part to all this, what we've mentioned with the COVID year kind of taking away her best team. Um, they, that she had three straight years of 20 wins heading into that year. That was, I think they finished second behind Baylor, um, in the conference and they would have easily made the tournament, um, probably for the first time. And I can't remember how long, um, back to back WNIT semifinal appearances the years before that. And yeah, the program was just on a trajectory. And then all of a sudden, boom, like just literally just nuked it and COVID yeah. put an end to it. She had to rebuild on the fly and this just been a very, very bad three years now. Um, so yeah, they're seven and 20 right now, one and 15 in the big 12. And so she, um, she'll luckily get her the, they have an away game. I forgot against who I think they host Kansas. So she'll get her last game at home on the last game of the season. So um, it'll be senior day. It'll be her last game. So, you know, it's going to be a big, a big day there. Um, I'm really curious to see what happens next with her, right? She's, she is a good coach. Obviously situations kind of ruin things for her. Um, does she take an assistant gig somewhere? Does she get another gig somewhere else? You know, does she pull a Karen Aston, right? Does she go down to mid major and kind of uh, build, build back? You know what I'm thinking? That... What's up? You know what I'm thinking here? It's I'm, I mean, the job's trip. not open. I'm take not saying trip, trip over the road. I'm not, I'm not saying the job's open, so I'm, I would never, you know, advocate outright for it. I'm just saying if something did trip, happen. Take a trip across the, the Metroplex? Take a little trip north. Take a little trip north to the northern the northern part of Texas. That's what little, I'll say. Northern, northern, northern part of Texas. Huh? northern part of Texas. Give her a shot over there. Uh, Listen, I think she could do some kick-ass stuff there. I'll put it that way. Um but I mean, and, and so I don't know. I don't know what um, does she go into broadcasting, right? She's a, she's the wings uh, uh, color person. So like, does she go into broadcasting full time? I don't know. Um, typically, these coaches take a year off, regardless. And so I think that's what what she'll do. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think she she took TCU to kind of some new heights, and at the end, she was kind of a victim of her own you know, success. So uh, so yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, TCU is a pretty good job. It's a good location, right? DFW. Uh, fertile recruiting ground so uh good facilities there too so i'll probably have, I'll, I'll try to put together a piece of some names but um yeah i'm uh, reagan people was always great to me whenever i was able to contact her um she has no enemies in the building right it was kind of like i mentioned there's a reason why it was a stepping down as opposed to a yeah. firing um so so yeah um you know unfortunate but you know it is it's how the business goes yep all right, that's all we have for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, good luck to Texas State out there. We'll be monitoring, um, see how they do. Uh, we'll be back Friday with more previews. I think, I don't know exactly how we're going to do it, but maybe we'll split it up Friday and Saturday, split up all the tournaments because there's so many damn tournaments at this point we have to cover. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get back on Friday. Uh, it's March. It's March. It's here. It. Uh, we'll be here throughout the month. We are, this is, this is the sprint It's this is the, yeah. when you're running the 400 and you come around the last one and they're, they're yelling kick, you know, kick, start kicking. And I'm like, I could never kick. I was, I was dead, but anyways, uh, that's where we're at. So let's finish strong and, uh, we'll hope, you know, Texas women and Baylor women and all those teams can do the same. 
as well. But yeah, thank y'all for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at Matthew Brunion and at Ishmael R. Johnson. And we will talk to y'all again.